Hey, you guys, welcome to Call Us Crazy. I'm Chelsea. I'm Evan. And we are here to inform, enlighten, destigmatize, and. Yeah. We don't want you guys to be afraid of mental health. And it is Mental Health Awareness Month. Yes, give it up for Mental Health Month, you guys. This is a special live edition for this special month. We have, I'm staring into the eyes of, uh, of my friend and neighbor who's also named Chelsea. That's why I'm a little bit not on my A game, because I get very nervous in front of people who share my name. Do you ever get that, Evan? I don't like meet a lot into of people a really? with my name, but yeah. It's Are you, Evan's like a more common name than Chelsea, don't you think? Really? Oh, yes. Is sitting at the table. Well, yeah, why don't we introduce the people sitting at this <laughs> yes, table yeah, and speak to them one at a time. So my name is Chelsea. I'm one of your hosts, as I previously indicated. I have Tourette. And then Evan, my co-host here. I have obsessive compulsive disorder. And that's why we're inspired to start a podcast where we talk openly about mental health issues. And today, we are joined by two guests that we will introduce shortly. But the first guest, our co-producer for the special live mental health Hi, edition. I mean, co-host, yeah, now co- you are. Yeah. Thank you. You're I'm welcome. Absolutely. <laughs> Jenny Jaffe. You know, it's nice to see you guys. And she- you're... Go on, yeah. Coming to us from You Are Okay, which is? Yes, I run a nonprofit. Uh, actually, I founded a nonprofit. Let's really be real. Sarah runs it. Um, and it's called Project You Are Okay. And um, yeah, that's, yeah. That, it, I okay. don't know what, what else should I say? Well, what inspired you? Because you were a guest on um, the show previously. Yeah, I was. You did beautifully. And uh, on that episode, it's kind of, Phenomenal because I think Evan and I met our OCD twin. Right. We just had, we, we have, it wasn't just the OCD thing. We had like all of our anxieties just down the board. We're so the specific. Same. Absolutely. Did you guys uh, offline about it? I know during that episode you were excited to like go. Oh, just yeah. We did, yeah. No, yeah. we became like, like each gotta, other. Actual we're, world friends. We're like our OCD sponsors now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, and literally that. we stuff like I'll text Evan, like, okay, so listen, there's. There's wrapped candy in my office fridge. I know that nobody put LSD in it. Can you tell me that nobody put LSD in it and tell me why? And then he'll like talk me through it and then I'll be like, okay, I ate it. I think I'm doing okay. And that's what, and, and we but would like, do this that goes back, back like, and forth. And because multiple times a week. We never thought that we'd meet other people who had an OCD fear of acid, which is a thing. We don't know the name of it yet, but we'll, we'll create it. I mean, we have OCD fears of other stuff. Oh, absolutely. That's just the one yeah. that neither sure. of us knew other that, people yeah, had. That, on that um, podcast, yeah. No, but yeah, there's all kinds of stuff <laughs> like that. Or just like, uh, like there is a person coughing near me. I'm going to yeah. flip my shit. Yes. <laughs> That's I. I was hoping everyone would be healthy today because we're all very close at this. We're table. sitting extremely close. I'm not necessarily mad about it. You guys are all very sexual, yeah. but it's <laughs> still a little bit. You know, it's it's close. It's a different kind of podcast. How are you guys in the audience feeling? You, you, I have you allergies, got lots of room out there, but I'm not sick. Thank you, Sarah. I have that's that's Sarah. Thank but you. But sometimes yes. it makes me cough. I appreciate your. Uh, explaining that. My candor and honesty. <laughs> yes. All right. I don't so feel Jenny, like I can talk until I've been. Oh, sorry. Well, John. <laughs> that's a thing, and that's okay. Everything's okay I'll just, right I'll now. Just do it. Yeah. No. Sarah well, Hartshorn and John Fish are also here. We're going to be speaking with Charlotte. You guys can talk at any time. All right. Yes. Feel enabled. No, you guys. This is very exciting. We've never had this many people on the podcast at once. Is it making you nervous, producer Kent? 
No, he's cool. He's this cool. Is, I just noticed that our producer Ken has a tattoo of Bill Murray on his forearm, and I don't think I ever realized that before. How have I not noticed that until right now, Kent? Kent looks adorable. You're wearing like a jaunty little suit. I love you. God bless. That's All a right. risky choice, man. Because <laughs> I just thought like, what about those dudes that like got, or women that got a tattoo of like Bill Cosby? Oh, Bro. shit. Nothing, if something was going to come out about Bill Murray, it would have happened. I think. <laughs> you Bill, don't know. Bill Cosby's You don't know. No, but older. Bill Murray is honest about right. stuff. Like he's not squeaky But like clean. he's so right. weird. He has, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. There are devout Penn State football fans who had Joe Paterno and, you know, you what go. are you going to oh, do with that? Oh, yeah, them? you're not yeah. wrong. Oh, I my gosh. I thought about getting a Dan Aykroyd tattoo, so I really appreciate that. You but almost made Evan choke on his wine. I don't know if it was a good choke or a bad choke, but it gave him emotions. But don't you know he's awful like you know that if you can know the thing he's that's awful about somebody I would feel comfortable you know yeah. what's the thing right. he's awful at I just feel like he's not very nice Dan Aykroyd I don't know am I wrong really can we cut this out? I don't have enough clout in the comedy community to talk about Dan Aykroyd this way. Well, listen, there actually is... Um, Am I confusing him He's one of our biggest listeners. Yeah. No, but here's the thing that's Shit. interesting. I've read a lot of things that that um, name Dan Aykroyd as a celebrity with Tourette. Although I don't think, come on in. We have people outside. Come on in. Come on in. Ugh, fine. But yeah, Dan Aykroyd supposedly, like, I can't confirm this anywhere. He's never spoken about it, but he always appears in lists of like celebrities I've tried. It's if you very can get strange. him on our show. I do you guys know Dan Aykroyd? I yeah. think I assumed that because his solo Vanity Project movie is the worst movie I've ever seen. So I, on some you level, I was a like, horrible human being. no, on some level, I was like, something's up. Wait, what, like what, a, what movie? But nothing but trouble. Oh my God! Guys, yes, no, do, that do was absolutely the wor- <laughs> most horrific, painful it's movie like, I've ever seen. Like uh, Chevy Chase and um, the guys at the Flop House just did an amazing episode about it. But oh, sorry, it's um, uh, Chevy Chase and Demi Moore, and they're like these John rich, Candy's in it. John yeah. Candy's in it, and it's like they're these like rich people who are like driving to Atlantic City, and then they stop in this weird town. And uh, Dan Aykroyd plays a bunch of characters. One of them has like a penis for a nose. I really oh, don't know how to describe it. Okay, I think you just did. Yeah, <laughs> I feel you like every podcast we we find like to me literally like I have nightmares about that. like I hate that movie so much. It's really upsetting. You have right. nightmares okay. about a cool. Dan Aykroyd movie. It's so yeah, weird listen. because it's it's kind okay. of dark too. And well, I will not <laughs> preference. Weird, I will but. not preference shame. Um, Jenny, <laughs> there's no one out there with us. <laughs> Jenny, where can people um, find out more about Project You Are Okay? At www.projectyouareokay.org uh, www. <gasps> or at Project You Are Okay on nice. all social media. Good one. Um, yeah, we do we do cool stuff largely Ooh. thanks to Sarah. Um, also, check out our YouTube channel um, if you just search for a Project, and it's the letters U R O K. All right. Like you rock. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Both of our dads say you rock, weirdly. <laughs> okay. I, and Evan's very dadly. That's so that's, yeah. I don't know what to say for that, but thanks, I guess. Um, but it's so you, you it's a, it's a organization to help people, particularly young people with mental problems who, or illnesses that want to know that there's yeah well sort of the conception was just this seems like an intuitive way to help build community <laughs> around um mental illness and for teens who are especially you know an isolated category because they often don't get a say in whatever mental health 
um, treatment they're receiving. Right. Um, it seemed like the right move to go to where they are, basically. And, you know, there were... Uh, so I had this sort of hypothesis. I was like, this seems like a good way to combat um, mental illness stigma. This this is the resource I know I wish had existed when I was a kid. Yeah, Absolutely. Being, uh, videos on our YouTube channel. I don't know if we had, I can't remember if we'd said that. But we oh, we videos. create digital content. Yeah, yeah we, for, make, we make videos online. Um, so sorry, I didn't, if that's. How many have we made, Sarah? We have made uh, almost 200. I think actually we we just broke 200 that we've made and we have 150 up on the channel. Wow! And then that's, that's not impressive. including user Shit. videos that's that get submitted. That's also not including user videos, which are amazing and have gained some of the most traction. We've had some really great ones. Um, None featuring Dan Aykroyd, though, unfortunately, not is what I heard. I don't think he's going to do it now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been cool. Launched last April. Uh, so it's been a little bit over a year. Wow, it's only been about a year. I know. That's I've been working so on awesome. it for more or less two years. Like it started in December of 2014. That's like two and a half years. Yeah. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's a year and a half. Come on, Jaffe. <laughs> so, um, no, but uh, yeah, it, it's 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 a very cool organization. And, and Sarah um, more or less leads the team at this point. Um, and... I feel really lucky that it got it got it really struck a nerve in a way that I was hoping it might like I you know I figured if this is the thing that I wish had the capacity to have existed because I was a teenager just as internet videos were like becoming a thing right and it seemed well that's that, when the, yeah. the important thing because we uh, as we've done this podcast it seems like most people's the worst situations in their life where they had uh whatever it is that they have, it hits you most in your, your formative teenage years. Yeah, and of course. Well, that's also just, you know, um, medically and scientifically when the onset of most mental illness happens. For me, it was actually a lot younger, but um, I figured that any videos that teenagers were watching, people who were a little bit younger would be watching as well because that's the way the Internet works. But, it's, I mean, it's even the same, you know, it's even um, proof positive of, the effectiveness of this that when we sat down to do the initial podcast and Evan and I sort of had this moment of like, holy shit, there's another person who thinks like yeah. I do. Right. And I, you know, and we're a lot older than our talk, the target audience for you are okay. But that's, that still was such a cool, comforting moment. It's important to find out that you're not alone. In, and that's for just all encompassing with any kind of mental illness as specific as it is. You want to know, you don't. You don't want to know in a bad way, but you want to know that you can relate to other yeah, people. Yeah, of like course. That, that it, like you guys said, it is like meeting a twin. Well, I want to talk much more about Project You're Okay in a minute, and we're going to speak to Sarah, the co-founder. But first, sitting to my right is a very handsome comedian named John Fish and Evan, who's here too. But John, <laughs> welcome, clap John onto the podcast. He's already here. Now he can uh, now he can officially really talk. I have so much Before to say. it was touch and go. <laughs> John, what kind of crazy are you bringing? What kind of crazy are you packing? We oh, embrace the term here. Yeah, uh, I struggle with OCD and OCP. And you do? I mean, well, you do have material about it. Uh, I do here and there. Yeah. Tell us how you came to realize that OCD was upon you. Ugh. And I'm, uh, what is OCP? Obsessive compulsive personality. It's like okay. perfectionism. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, it's better than OCD. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for something. <laughs> um, you haven't heard of it because you're not obsessive enough. Evan? Well, I worked okay. on a psych ward with kids in Boston as I was becoming a stand-up. Um, so I never. So how old were you at that point? I was when I graduated from college. I worked at this other one called Westwood Lodge in uh, the suburbs of Boston, and then I moved over to Children's Hospital, which is in Boston. And uh, so I must have been like 21 to 26. Okay. Yeah. So you didn't realize, I mean, was that just when you started to put a name to what no, was no, happening? No, no, I or didn't you just realize, really... uh, it, because I was working with like the sickest 1%, I was always like, yeah, my whatever I have going on is not real. Right. It's oh, not. interesting. Yeah, so I never got help until I was in my 30s, until wow. I was like 30. Yeah. So how did it start? Like, what were your earliest memories, I guess, of like? Well, I do that? backtrack after I figured out what I had. Because I remember getting like a uh, an intake at like Columbia or something. And uh, and I don't think I was fully honest with the guy. And he was just like, yeah, it seems like you have obsessive compulsive, obsessive compulsive tendencies sure. and general anxiety. Right. And then uh, like most people do. Uh, I was pretty much threatened by a girlfriend to go to therapy. Uh, and after a year of therapy with this woman, she was like, I think you should check out this OCD clinic. Wow. Yeah. And then I was totally honest with that person who was doing my intake. And he was like, yes, I think we can help you. But at a certain point <laughs> along the line, you start to realize, like, wait, I, they'll might help me if I can actually tell them exactly what's right. going on. Yes. It's easy to sort of hold back because well, I, you feel either self-conscious or yes. embarrassed about and it. Yes, and I don't know about you OCDers, but I am very – no, I'm very good at hiding it in public. It's not right, one of those – Right, right. Yeah, no, so uh, – I'm, I'm good at it now. I think when I was in, like, high school and things were really bad, like – the, you know, I used to watch the TV show Monk, and it re like, and I know that's Love like that a show. very extreme version, but that was my life, except that I was a 16 year old girl. Wow! And like, that's how much a prisoner I was to all of my behaviors, and it was very, it couldn't hide it because it's like, hiding it and appearing normal all became secondary to this like routine that my brain was holding me to. Well, yeah. you start to wonder like, why aren't other people doing this? I don't know, but maybe I care more about this stuff than they do or something, you know. And it's well, just... you're, you know, anxiety and, cause, you know, because I have, like, pretty bad anxiety disorder as well, which I think they pretty much go part and parcel. But it's such a tricky bitch, you know. It, like, it really, uh, it lies to you and it lies well. And it says, like, I'm here because I'm smarter than anyone else in your life. And I'm here because I'm the only thing that's going to tell you the truth. And the truth is that, uh, you know, if you touch this doorknob, then you're going to get sick, and that's going to be the worst thing that could ever happen. Or, like, you got to keep washing those hands. I know yeah. your skin's cracking. Just keep doing it. Like, it, like I, and everybody who's telling you not to, like, they're the ones who are wrong. It's really right. pervasive. And you see how, like, um, you know, if you're never – if that cycle's never broken, you can – you really just end up right. sort of living under this under – this, uh, weird shadow that just follows you around and only gets bigger and bigger. Well, yeah, what were some of your, what are your compulsions, John? Um, I, I have some just like contamination stuff, like, um, you know, keeping things pristine, which sort of uh, goes to the perfectionism side of things. Um, 
you know, you ever get like someone like, oh, are those new sneakers? And you're like, no, they're four years old. <laughs> you know, because, right. yeah, and uh, like I, stuff that I had, like I had some weird ones, like, bef- like the first thing I remember tackling was that like, I used to fear just that I would um, stain my underwear with urine after every time I peed. So I would just sprinkle water on my penis after every time. Oh, wow. Yeah. And like, I, anytime I did like, I remember I was doing that last comic standing show and whenever you're doing like TV, they like a producer like has to take you to the bathroom. Right. So I also have this fear that I'm going to lose my voice on stage. So I'm drinking so much water and so I'm peeing like seven times an hour and a man is taking me to the bathroom <laughs> each time. And at this point I'm like, all right, I'm, this is backfiring because now it's like wet here. Yeah. It was just awful. And then there was this other time I was just with my buddies like at a strip club and I was doing it and the bouncer came in. He was like, he thought I was like pissing in the sink or something well, that's else. What I was gonna ask. And I was just like, no, no, I have this thing where I need to do this. And, and he was like, all right, whatever, buddy, you can stay. That's what I wanted to go back to yeah. the penis sprinkling because I mean, talking about hard to hide in public. Yes, like, that was like, have people that asked? was hard. That and was hard. What do people? So you? I would I mean, pretend I was just tucking in my shirt or something. Got it. Um, so your penis was not just like you weren't just like pantsless standing. No, in front no, of no. The it was sink. just so it was like and I got really like, good at it too, like doing oh, it on yeah, the slide. As one as one to do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good. I feel uh, like that. That but that fear, that fear that like a thing. And Evan and I have talked about this, and I know what your thing is, but like the the fear of something totally irrational happening. And you're like, I, you can tell me forever this isn't going right. to happen. And I think a lot, of, like for me, and I think for a lot of people, what you don't realize is you have this like feeling like, I'm going to lose it and I'm just going to become very violent. I'm going to do this horrible thing to someone. Or I'm going to say something I don't want to say and I don't mean to. And I'm just going to, like, I'm going to shout fire in a crowded theater, whatever. And um, and that's like the part, that's like the half of OCD that's, that people don't talk about because you can hide it. Right. So it's right, and it's just kind of even in therapy where my, my original therapy when I was in college, I would hide some things and I'd be like, I wonder what my therapist thinks of this and then I'll see how far I can go. And basically it's like a lot of uh, mental illness and problems where people just assume, well, why don't you just, that doesn't make sense. Why don't you just not do that? And it's like, yeah. well, no, that, <laughs> I know it doesn't make sense, but I can't help it. Yeah, well, I go to, I, just like you guys were talking at the top about just finding somebody um, makes it so helpful uh, just to talk to someone with similar stuff. I go to group, I go to a group therapy. Oh, really? Which is, was like the first time that I, when I went to there, to the group, it was like, oh, there's just people that you would be, I've been there probably like eight years, like mostly maintenance at this point, but like probably eight, nine years. And there's only been like, you know, there's about 12 of us at any given time and uh, people come in and out and stuff. There's probably been over a hundred people. So I think only two people, if you saw them in public, you'd be like, something's wrong with that person right now. They're they're dealing with, yeah. Right. Uh, Otherwise it's just just people and what, yeah, it's all in our heads and you have no idea. And it's the thing that it, that like, Everybody has those thoughts. It's just what people with OCD, it happens to them with that thought. What right, their you can't stop keeps... it. You can't prevent yourself from right. acting on it. Yeah. Did it get in your way growing up, like in going to school at all? Well, that's what I kept thinking back to because I was like, oh, did I eat too many mushrooms in college? And that's why 
I have this the, now. And the look Evan and I just gave each other, like, can that make it worse? Are we accidentally getting mushrooms right now? Yes. Um, and so I was, like, thrilled when I realized, like, oh, I had, no, there was something in high school. There was, some, like, when I, right. I, could, I could not figure out what school I wanted to go to. Oh, my God. I can relate to that. college. And I couldn't pick one. And to the night before where my parents were like, fine, we'll just send in the deposits and you have another month or whatever to decide. Oh, so, so they sent in the, deposits to multiple schools? I sent schools. in, yeah, $250 to like three different schools. So did your parents also know no. at any point? No, 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 because... That was no. very nice of them. So yeah. nice, so nice. They just and also just like to the level of how crazy I probably was with it. That, But that kind of sounds... I don't know. I guess I could see where that would be rational, but maybe that's because I don't know. I, I guess I, I, I think that sounds reasonable. I it's mean, a hard yeah, decision. I, I struggled with that. I ended up going to a school that I sort of like was not excited about just because I was so freaked out about it that I was like, ah, this one. Like it was right. very much like it was right. almost like a flipped coin. Um, I don't. I was on the wait list for a school that I wanted to go to and got off the wait list. I don't know what would have happened. Yeah. I mean, yeah. now I would have the tools to just literally flip a coin. Well, and as as we've talked about on the show, uh, college, like the teen years, you're going off and you're in a you're dependent on yourself. You don't have more, more dick stuff, less dick stuff. <laughs> two, two, two audience members just excuse themselves. Just kidding. <laughs> you guys are the best. It's fun. We, Fish, you like really laid the guilt in on them. I was. Just, that's I know. Like, no, I was that's what was funny. They like right. really took no. it to heart, though. They were like, "We haven't." Well, they fuck. Through. Now that they're, they're gone, so yeah. sorry. they're gonna face so. their problems now. Yeah. <laughs> well, what else? So other than, um, well, I mean, I guess the college was an example. Other than contamination stuff, do you have any? Like, are you? I also have OCD, not not quite as severely, and it's gotten better as I've gotten older. But I had a lot of. I had to do something repetitively or something bad was, mine was all like something bad is going to yeah. happen to someone, to myself or to someone. And just like nondescript bad, you know, yeah, not yeah, like, yeah. and then my mom will be in this car. Yeah, just like yeah. this vague idea of uh, I had the, Yeah, mine was just uh, just real super, like symmetry, I, I, mm -hmm. but it was all like uh, sort of superstition. There was no like something, uh, like no one's going to get hurt or anything. It's just I need to um, hit three layups before I go inside. Oh, three right. was mine. Three in a row. Yeah, yeah. love too. three. Hey, love give it three. up. No, it love was three. three. Yeah. It was, it, for some reason, it was always three. That was, Sarah's saying no. Even numbers. No, oh, fuck even so numbers. Odd. It's weird. So odd. Yeah, we're, we're gonna have a yeah. rumble. Like, uh, yeah. I would never take yeah. the first, um, like, item at a store because so many people would touch that. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I then still I would do That seems like logic. If by chance I go to... I mean, I feel like that's just... And then I wouldn't yeah. take the second because fuck your even numbers. Yeah. No, so I would take the third. Yeah, yeah like Suck that kind of stuff. Suck it, Sarah. Mm. Uh, I am not the age that I am because it is a prime number and fuck that nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> All nothing of, goes into you. That's amazing. Any of my new lip bombs, uh, I christen on the subway floor as an exposure. Because oh, really? Yeah. As even like open, you mean, or just like the, no, no, yeah, no, just no, like that, okay. yeah, no, no, just the just the thing. Um, right. Did you, I went to exposure therapy in high school, and it was pretty traumatic. But like, I did it. Uh, did you get? Did you ever go to exposure therapy? Yeah, I mean, uh, this is like 
Yeah, we do exposures at this. It's yeah, cognitive. Behavioral. I went. I went to. A, um, I was invited to sit in on an OCD summer camp. Basically, it's oh, like yeah? a camp that they have for kids with OCD, and then it's like a normal camp. But then they do like exposure stuff, and like that's part of the camp activities. And I went in, and I was like, these kids are so brave, and they were just doing stuff I would have never done. And like, I thought, that, and like as a, as a little kid, like to get started, I was like. Honestly, I had a moment of being jealous that A, something like that was available to them, and B, that that's so much less that they have to deal with during years when things are so much tougher. Any, like, yeah. I, right. was, I, I had a moment that was just like, God, like everything could have been different. You no, know? I mean, and I don't blame my parents for not getting it, but I feel like, shit, like if I was, if, if they had gotten it, you know, and I, I feel like there were a lot of weird things I covered up, but I'm like, it would make so much, and I had my nephew who's seven. He he has tendencies, and I'm trying to be there for him and be like, "All right, uh, it's like theater mom. I'm gonna you're I'm an OCD mom. You're gonna be you're gonna be the person who gets better quicker and earlier in life than I did." But I'm sure that's really like not how that how much of a difference would that have made if you had an uncle who came in and was like, "Here's my thing," like that, like you're like whatever else happens, whether he goes through his whole life like that or not, it is automatically going to be easier for him because he right. has that person. Yeah. 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 Incidentally, some lives are ruined by uncles who come in and say, here is my thing. <laughs> hey. hey. Um, I was going to yeah. get Boom. Nice. So Next much dick talk already. <laughs> this, <laughs> this, is, this is a big trigger, just oh. that you have no case. I do oh. have a case. Oh, it's a case. case. Oh, good. Thank you. I always have a huge case, and yeah. my boyfriend like doesn't have a case, and I've been trying to talk him into one. It yeah. bothers me. And then I shattered my phone, and it was in a case, and now it's a whole thing of, like, see? And I'm like, it yeah. doesn't matter. What if I drop it? And, and look how cute this case is. <laughs> so it's cute. very cute. And that's a good question. Like, So you have to find partners who are understanding. Or you don't have to, but it helps to find partners who are understanding. Yeah, I think that, I mean, that's They don't probably, have to do it, but they you know, at least get that you're doing it. Well, that's probably might been the one thing that, or one of the two things that's like really hindered, been hindered in my life is relationships is the yeah. one thing. Yeah, like I've sort of like been able to, you know, conquer all this or, you know, get skillful with all the uh, contamination issues and stuff. But like my relationship shit is like hard to practice. And is it because, you mean, does some of like the decision making stuff come into play, things so like much, that? So it's yeah. not necessarily that the the person that you're with is irritated by your cleaning the side and the no. other. It's actual behavioral thing. Or just like a really absurd case of like a Seinfeld episode. You know? Yeah. You know, like, oh, you broke up with her because she had man hands. Like that kind of bullshit. Right, right, is right. so, in, like, are we allowed to swear? Of course. All right. I've done it a lot. He <laughs> asks after he talks about <laughs> sprinkling water on his dick. Penis. Now we're, we can move past. What were you saying, Jenny? Or Sarah? I wasn't going to oh. say anything. I thought oh. Sarah was about to say oh, something. Oh, no, I just said he did say penis. I yes. noticed. Yeah. Penis, 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 penis. Um, so <laughs> at what point, like when you're dating someone, do you bring it up? Do you let it come up organically? Do yeah, you... that's the thing. It's that it's like uh, since I've sort of had a handle, of, like right now I go to group every Tuesday night. Yeah. And I'll, that's also like the night I take off from stand up. Yeah. So it will be like my date night. And the first, like, I had a couple girlfriends that, you know, I probably told too early that I was coming from group. 
And now I just kind of say, and since those two, I haven't been with someone that I've told it's a group. It's always my writing group. That's so interesting. But you think they were freaked out just at the idea that you were receiving therapy for something? I mean, No, I don't. That wasn't like the reason we broke up or anything. But in hindsight, I'm like, like eh, maybe me, I didn't. A bigger red flag is a guy who doesn't or hasn't or wouldn't go to therapy. Right. That's a huge word. red flag right. to me. I'm like, like that's the that's sort of like the weird thing is like people have this stigma around therapy. It's just like well, and also just oh, a red flag person. that a girl would be weirded out that you. I mean, I guess to your point, I see what you're saying. It's not that she was necessarily like ill. No therapy. You have it, no. but like you felt you just felt you opened up too soon. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've let like my Tourette has come up a. F- um, I would say more than 50% of the time it somehow organically comes up on a first date. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't necessarily try to bring it up, but I feel like, especially like this, I'll be, you know, oh, I'm doing podcast. Oh, what's your podcast about? You know what I mean? Right. And I like that because I think it's a good way to gauge another yeah. person's personality. If they're just like, oh, yeah, cool. My friend in high school had to it. Anyways, Is or playing a like, wine glass? Weird. Is there like a... Playing a wine glass? Do you like hear what I mean? There was, I think it's coming from your mic. Oh, it's okay. I was it's like, I sound. just was hearing like a sound. I want to make sure I wasn't no. going crazy. Mic? Yeah. What do we think, producer? Ken? No, it. There it oh. is. Wait, I don't hear. Unless it. we're having like a collective Never mind. hallucination. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, the th- oh, I was gonna say no really quickly because you said about the pot. Thank you. You said one of the things about the po- like you guys having a podcast is it's automatic. Like you have to know this about me. And for me, like. I literally run an organization where my job is being like, here's all my stuff. Like yeah. I, like I've had to lay so much of my shit bare, and like it's just, and it's become this thing of like everything is available about me now, and like it's not just the, the it's different than living a public life. It's it's different than being like I'm putting my jokes out there or whatever. I'm literally saying like. Here's the most raw stuff you can know about me, and this is the most readily. This is the stuff that'll come up first. Right. Somebody today, I was. I told Evan this on Twitter. Um, I had said something, and they disagreed. And the way they dealt with that was by calling me a mentally ill feminazi. Ugh. And my first reaction was "fuck you," but then I was like, "Yeah, actually, yeah, thank you. Y- you're right." <laughs> <laughs> like, what a great description. That's. I like you know I, you know Nazi I'm Jewish whatever Jewish but like Nazi, yeah. <laughs> that but is now her Twitter bio. <laughs> God damn, it's so oh my God, you know if I um but yeah that's like a diff that's a it is interesting like that's just the most readily but you have become it's kind of freeing because at some point it's just like this is all the stuff this is everything yeah. and there's still people here and that's. Very cool. And in a relate, like you'll find if you're dating, you'll find it, it sounds kind of cliche, but you'll find the right person who's okay with it. Who's yeah. gonna? I'm not be so supportive. worried. That is totally true. I, I'm just. We're gonna find you someone. I'm not so worried. <laughs> in fact, John, about we have five stuff. women. Boom. That, that are gonna walk in. Yeah. But since I do have relationship OCD, that's what I don't want involved. In, right. Because that's the kind of thing that, like, I will, you know, I'm working on, but don't want to have op- in the relationship. Right, I don't right, want right. that to be a thing in the relationship. Right, yeah. right, totally. Yeah. It can, I was going to say, I mean, it, and it can also be sort of a, how you can tell where I've, uh, my long-term relationships, uh, if you can, if I trust you to tell me the stove is off, 
we're good. <laughs> if I don't need to check it myself, we're good. <laughs> we've gotten to, we've broken a barrier. Yeah. I mean, I've had friend, good, like, friends that are, uh, you know, my buddy Shacky. Mm-hmm. Like, if I, um, we were on the road together. Just casual, calling Shaq Shacky. Come on. Shout no, it's a different guy. Different guy. Uh, yeah, my friend Shacky. Yeah, well, you gotta have a nickname for him. Oh, okay. No, it's a different guy. Like, like Marty Scorsese. <laughs> That's actually his name. Yeah. Dan, Dan Shacky. Shacky. You know Dan Shacky? Well, his name's actually Dan. <laughs> <laughs> but his last name is Shacky. So what did, what did Shacky do? Oh, that like, so, like, he knows the, most of my shit and, like, right. Um, you know, I, uh, sometimes the anxiety gets too much and I don't, I can't make a clear decision. Um, just in like run of the mill stuff, we were in a hotel and it wasn't the best of them. And, uh, there were like, what were probably water stains in the bureau sure. drawers and oh, stuff. Sure. And I was like, uh, but they, they might not be. <laughs> and I was just sort of like, all right. Come would, is a best case. Scenario. I know. I, <laughs> I'm just like, would a civilian just put this down? I can't make, I, I was too worked up to like right. make, a, so I just asked him to come in the room and I was like, would you put your stuff there? And he was like, yeah. And so I just did it, you know? So um, it's like, yeah. good friend. yeah. So if I had like, yeah, like a relationship. Right, in, in yeah. If somebody was comfortable enough to, yeah, 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 yeah. I have so much hotel anxiety. But I feel like that's also and just like not one of them for logistical. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't care about that. What's Go your both. anxiety? Okay, number one. we've stayed in hotels I know, together. bed bugs. This is Sarah. Remote oh, this control. is Sarah Hartshorn. Uh, bed bugs. Um, and I read that's that fine. you could like check, fair. you look at the mattress, and if you see dark stains in the creases, like then you know you're, then they definitely have it. Um, they definitely have bed bugs. And that was, yeah. that was a thing, a big thing in New York about yeah. six years ago or so, yeah. And then also I am, I will convince, if I am up past 1.30 a.m. while staying in a hotel room and I am not, and I don't get real drunk, I will convince myself that there is a camera somewhere in the room. Oh, wow. Like, and I will be like, I know that there is not, there definitely is not, but there also definitely is. Like, and I can't, I just can't. I'm just curious. So if you do get really drunk, you can move past it. Yeah. Okay. And I, well, like, if I come back to the room and, I, and I've been drinking, I will fall asleep. Okay. Um, All right. And you'll be like, time to put on a show. I will yeah. like, I'll be like, hello. <laughs> I'll, like, try to guess where it is fun. Uh, it's just a good time. But, uh, yeah, if, I, if I'm not, if I, or if I, like, wake up in the middle of the night, um, which used to not happen a lot, it happens more now, but... Um, I would I'd be like, well, I definitely like heard a beep and didn't like, or right. if there's right. any right. unknown right. noises, I'm like, oh, that's for sure the camera. Why is it one thirty? Ah, that is a vague estimate. It's really just like, <laughs> I feel I don't know. I feel like I'm like a gremlin where I'm just like kind of different late at night, and it's not necessarily one thirty, but it's just like, I just have like weird little like ticks and anxieties that sort of I think because I'm tired, right. I don't. I'm not like paying attention to, so they just kind of come out. What never surprises sense. me is the time thing. There could be a time thing with OCD for anything. I used to notice in college at about 2:56, I'm like, I'm not going to sleep because I would, I, I would try to psych myself out by taking a full dose of Nyquil, and I'd still not go to oh, sleep. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do that because then I'm like, well, what if I don't fall asleep? Yeah. And then I don't fall asleep because I, I'm like, okay, now I'm not going to fall asleep. I'm just going to feel high, and that's going to oh, be no. awful, and then I'm not going to be able to fall asleep. There were classes I failed. Because I, you can't go to... 4.18 a.m. to like 4.25 a.m. was this thing. There you go. Yeah. yeah. It was if, all, and I just, I, I'm like, it's probably 4.18. It's just I didn't always look at the clock in time right. to realize it was 4.18. Yeah. Oh, that's so crazy. So crazy, right? Yeah. 
I also, my ADD is so bad when I get tired that I'm, I, like, I know that I'm annoying. <laughs> and, I, and then I get in my head about that because I have to ask people to repeat themselves so much because I cannot pay attention to right. the whole sentence. And I'm like, I am so sorry. You've said this three times, but I need you to give me that information again. And then I, oh, God, yeah, it's, it's rough. Well, before I want to get uh, into Sarah's whole story, but John, I want to know other than so you're doing the the group therapy yep. and then medication. Have you dabbled in it all? Hey, you- my, uh, I'm so excited I can say it. Also, uh, my stomach and my dick cannot handle a therapeutic dose of Zoloft or Prozac, <laughs> uh, unfortunately. So have you experimented? So I don't know from a stomach perspective. First of all, there's a million options for medication. Yeah. Second, I've tried there almost are, off. <laughs> okay, here's a, here. Yeah. Let's lay it out. All right. I was anorgasmic when I was on uh, Zoloft yeah. for a while, and I started taking Buspar, which is like you take a smaller dose of the actual antidepressant, and it helps like up the potency of it, but reduce the symptoms. Was really helpful. Okay. And yeah. I got there. So they, do it up. They gave me Wellbutrin for that. But get you got no. This, this shit is the best. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do it. Oh, All I right. thought that's it. Just that one. Was it. Okay. Yeah. I'm right. just saying. I'm just saying. There's other yeah. options out yeah. there. Don't give up on meds. That's an option. That's a fresh for everybody have to out ruin there. Your sex life. Well, I do. I take a little bit of Zoloft for okay. like the depression. But that Zoloft I have. was the right. worst for it. Zoloft for me was the worst for it. Oh, Prozac okay, was yeah. always okay. Zoloft was a boner killer. So yeah, they're similar for me. Mm. And those it, were the only two that helped. The, give it a try. That's with interesting. The, I'll with bring this, that up with uh, the... Dr. Vokasin. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This so, is like not even for the podcast. It's just me giving you. Yeah, like, it's just oh, it's about like it. what meds aren't going to kill your boners. Yeah, it really is. And the boner. not give dangerous diarrhea. <laughs> Because <laughs> if you have a boner, but dangerous diarrhea. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, yeah, that's a yeah. terrible combination. I mean, at least you're on the toilet. But I tried really hard not to, like, look right at you while I said that. Sorry, you're Chelsea. Like, I'm not getting hard, but I do have to take a massive shit. And the girls, you don't know which is emerging. Fly off. Yeah. Cover your eyes and your ears. We're going to the bathroom. Also, just if you need a bathroom anywhere in the city, just let me know. I can tell you where one is. Oh, yes. That should be an app. Yeah. That should be an app. Thank you, yes. I think it is, actually. I think it is an app. It is. It sucks. It it should be a better app. Okay, I've got a pitch. It's called Pooper. I've I've really thought this through. So it's a car that comes, and it's got a nice bathroom hitched to the back. And if you're Mm. in the middle of somewhere that doesn't have a bathroom, or it's just like, weird gas station bathrooms. Like, anywhere five minutes away, there's a nice bathroom that will come to you. Wow. That's my idea. I, and it costs the same as an Uber. I love this. this. Also, incredible. it should look like something else. And it's, like, nice, though. Like, oh, so, yeah, so you so don't that know. nobody knows that you're, like, going to the bathroom. You're just like, look, I'm investigating this cool pop-up store that only fits one person, not you. Okay, you and I are, like, neurotic, like... Twins. It's so weird. Like that, I would absolutely. Because well, it would be like a nice bathroom that would come to where you are. Because you, if you're not going to use the one where it's like, oh, this bathroom's grungy, it's got graffiti everywhere. I'm like, how can I look at it? It's like why I can't eat foods if it's too dark. I need to pick it apart. Like I can't be in a dark bathroom. I, don't, I, I hate no. dark bathrooms. Yeah. Like in nightclubs and stuff, I hate it. Well, speaking of dark bathrooms, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> transition. Mm-hmm. Sarah, what are you? <laughs> 
why don't you tell us about what, what you're bringing to the table? Uh, well, my name is Sarah Hartzorn. I am the production coordinator of Project You Are Okay. Yes. Um, and also, I guess, the vice president. Uh, really, I was just the second one to come on board after Jenny. And I have ADHD and PTSD, which stands for Attention Deficit Hyperactive Disorder and Post Traumatic Stress Disorder. All right. Yeah. Um, and actually, I was misdiagnosed for a while with OCD, uh, but it turns out that it was just uh, traumatic compulsions. That's not the right phrase. Oh, that's I interesting. I was going to say, now. I've never heard of that. So mm -hmm. it was related to the PTSD. Yeah, and it was just like things that I had to do or else my brain would think that I was going to die, um, which is very it's similar. But it was something that like could go away. Like it was very easy. Like you could... Like I worked with a therapist to be like, well, here's another thing that you could do instead, and here's and it was not like hard at all. Right. That's like interesting because people don't differentiate, but that's that's good that you, yeah. you had a therapist who. Yeah, my therapist was great. Uh, shout out to her, but not because I don't know how the regulations <laughs> work, but she's great. Um, but uh, yeah, so I um, I I was diagnosed with ADHD in college. Um, when I actually, I went to the mental health, uh, like center to see if I had dyscalculia, which is dyslexia for numbers. Um, cause my statistics oh. teacher was like, something's weird. You're not doing it right. You're so, why are you so bad oh, at this? I, have, I totally have that. Cause I'll, even if the work is right, I mix up the numbers yeah. and it's like, well, the work is right, but yeah. you're wrong. It was right? actually a TA and, and he was like, you are messing things up that like, if you passed any math class ever, you wouldn't mess up. And I was just like, okay. Um, so I went to see <laughs> if I had that. Yeah, I was like, thank you. Um, uh, no, I was failing. I knew I was awful. I was like, why am I so bad at this? And Because um, I think it was like the first college math class that I'd taken where I wasn't at my teeny tiny artsy high school where I could be like, I don't get it and I'm really sad. And the teachers were like, okay, here's an A. Um, <laughs> there was more to it than that, but pretty much. Um, Anyway, so I went to the mental health center and the, the the person that I talked to was like, so I've met you for five minutes and I think you have incredibly severe ADHD. And I was like, why, what? I don't know, you do, okay. Um, <laughs> and, and you, you no. had never before that, I mean, was it a factor in your life before college? I mean, yes, but it never suggested as a diagno or diagnosis. And I think because, and this is something that a, a lot of women with ADHD experience, which is that they got good grades and they did well in school as kids. And maybe they were even really shy and quiet, so they were never the rambunctious ones, so it was never diagnosed. Right. But I was known to, I lost thing. I lost everything that I ever owned. Right. I never owned anything for more than a month. I lost my shoes, my everywhere I went. It was just, it was my thing. It was my fun, quirky thing. Um, it was awful. Um, and yeah, I would lose things. I was always late. But everyone in my family was always late, so it wasn't like a big deal. But right. yeah, I mean, I, I struggled with a lot of things that other people didn't seem to. But, you know. Everyone wrote it off. It's just like, oh, that's no, just she's Sarah. Weird. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. I, I am. I'm quirky. I'm weird. Like, <laughs> you know. Um, and because I, like, I was doing well in school, it wasn't a problem. Right. Um, and I went to, like I said, a really tiny high school, so it didn't matter if I left my shoes in some classroom, someone would come give them to right. me or what, you know. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, and then um, I was diagnosed in college, and it, it helped so much just because I had been struggling academically so much 
um, just with like the different unstructured workload. So having A, medication, and B, someone to be like, here are some study tips that aren't just like in, you know, the pamphlet that they give you, but that are actually relevant to the things that you particularly struggle with. Right, right. Um, like setting a timer for 15 minutes and only working on projects for that long. Right. Um, or however long your attention span is. Um, when I started, it was five minutes. Now it's 15. Um, and then I was diagnosed with PTSD. Like two, two years, years ago? ago? Yeah, two, a little bit before I started uh, at URO OK, actually. It and was like very much a coincide. It was like, yeah. it coincided pretty neatly, mm -hmm. and I hope it was helpful. Yeah, I think it actually was less than two years ago because I think it was like after we shot the first videos, uh, yeah. which was December. Yeah, uh, yeah. And um, how did that come about, or what? Well, I'd had sort of. Just, to, you know, I'd had sort of funny little things that I struggled with that I never really put together and weren't super inhibiting in my life. They were just, like, I would just sort of zone out sometimes. And it would be often random and seemingly not spurred by anything. Now I know that I was triggered by something weird or random. Right. But at the time, it just sort of felt like, oh, all of a sudden, I can't pay attention to anything. And I can't really process any information. And I'm really just sort of shutting down. Um, and also, yeah, if, if people reached a certain level of emotion around me, I would just kind of shut down. Um, any emotion, upset, anger, uh, I, yeah, I really, I couldn't respond. So I kind of thought secretly that I was a sociopath for a real long time. <laughs> I was like, surely that's what that is. That seems like the most logical conclusion. Um, yeah, and then, and then I had some repressed memories that came back. Which, I've made fun of two things in my life that I feel bad about. That's not true. I've made fun of so many things that I feel bad about. God, so many. But two, very specifically, uh, food allergies and uh, repressed memories. I was like, those aren't real. They're not a thing. Oh, my gosh. JK. Because uh, now I have both of them a lot. Uh, like, a lot. Um, so that's karma. So now I make fun of rich and successful people. I'm like, how weird is it that they're doing that? That's not real. That's not a thing that happens. Um, but yeah, so I had some memories that started coming back and I was like, oh, that's awful. Um, so I got a new therapist and really just started dealing with it aggressively and yeah, and then got diagnosed. So, wow, I'm very fascinated by that. So truly things that you had completely pushed to the back of your brain. Totally. That just slowly yeah. came out as yeah. things in life were triggering them. Yeah, well, and there, it's funny because at first, they were things where I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of I kind of knew that, kind of. But then they started being like, nope, rings no bells, had no idea that happened, yeah. totally knew. It, it was like, wow. yeah. So how can you even, uh, and forgive me that this is an ignorant question, like even trust yourself in that moment? I mean, as you were having, as the things were coming back to you, were you just, were you... What was your reaction? Were you like, is, was um, this a dream I had? I mean, I was super calm and composed and great about it. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, no, it was super freaky. It's really weird. It sucks a lot. Um, was it all like awful things or? No, that's the really, so that's the, the really weird thing. I mean, it's a lot of awful things, like mostly awful things, but every once in a while, it'll just be something. And I was like, huh, that was a fun little game that we played in the car that I didn't remember. Right. And it's sort of like, I think at a certain point, or th and this is based on the knowledge that I have built 
ups in, in only, you know, uh, like a year and a half. But at a certain point, you, you almost, your brain learns to repress memories that it associates in any way with the other repressed memories. Right, right. You know, and it, your brain sense. is like, oh, I feel like I'm going to die right now. And so that memory is gone from right. certain. Um, not always, obviously. And, and it's, it, right, like it doesn't necessarily always get repressed. It might, you might just get triggered and have an episode and it might just suck for a while. But sometimes, you know, yeah, there are just little funny memories I have, um, like of being in the car with my grandparents that yeah. were just gone, which I think that also happens to everyone, right? You're like, oh, I totally sure. forgot about that. And now I remember. It's like that. Sure. Just a little more. <laughs> totally. A little more intense. But, um, but yeah, mostly bad. Uh, and um, as far as trusting myself, I mean, it's not like I misremembered. It's not like I don't, it's not like I thought that I had, I don't remember a picnic in the park and then all of a sudden it was something awful. Right. I just have a lot of blank spots in my memory. Yeah, okay. Um, and it, to me, it always, I was always saying like, I feel like I don't remember enough of my childhood and everyone was like, everyone forgets stuff. And I was like, nah. Mm. Not the yeah. same. And I thought that I, I was like, well, maybe there's just something wrong with my brain and there's something wrong with my memory or there's something wrong with how I remember things. I just have a terrible, terrible memory because I also forget that, right? Like, I sure. also forget things and I'm also careless and whatever. So I was like, I, I didn't know what it was. But now I know that, yeah, there's huge holes. Yeah. Um, which makes my mom cry, but she's lovely. She's Mom. Um, and I think that's a that's a thing that everybody has where with the, the whatever diagnosis you have you don't really know that it's something specific until you realize that other people don't have it the same way you do mm-hmm. right do you well and I one of my very close friends has PTSD um, from something that happened in her childhood she was on the show Sue Funk she talked her father killed himself and she was the one that discovered him so that'll do it and she though talks to me you know throughout the years that we've been friends about interesting little things that are uh, parts of her personality that are associated with her PTSD that wouldn't be you know that aren't the things you see portrayed in the movies just little things like making she's always stressed out about making if she doesn't have plans it's like she needs to have plans and then if people cancel them, that's very stressful for her. Am I say, does that ring anything with you? Anything it, with like it concreteness? Does. In some or? ways, yes. In some ways, no, because I love when people cancel on me. That's like my favorite thing. If someone's like, oh, I can't make it, I'm like, oh no, such a bummer. Next time, pants right. off. Um, <laughs> oh, like, oh God, yes. It's like the best thing. Um, so, so that, not at all. Uh, but I do like structures. So yes, um, right. Down to like really small things and lists. Lists, man. Yep. I love so Jenny's heard this a million times. I love lists so much that I will write to do list on my to do list. I love them so much. I once drove to Washington D.C. from New York to go to an exhibit about lists, and I bought a book about lists at the exhibit, <laughs> which I read in the car ride home. Like I love lists. I love it. Um, nice. But. And and also, yeah, structuring out my day when I'm at the office and I, you know, have a bunch to do. Like, I, selfishly, it's great for me. <laughs> like, yeah. It does make me super productive because I will, like, I schedule out my time. I'm, like, I'm answering emails at this time, you know, and it's, like, and also, yeah, just systems. My purse is 
is full of tinier purses that have <laughs> like my makeup is in one, you know, like because and I part of that is just that I'm not naturally an organized person. I was so gonna I say, to is it, it more related also to the ADHD, do you think? Rather well, than the PTSD so or a structure a is a PTSD thing? Overlap between PTSD and ADHD. Sure. Um, and there's a lot of if you have one, you're more likely to have another. And also, yeah, I mean, they've done a lot of studies that show that, like, um, even something, well, it's not minor, obviously, but, like, growing up in poverty uh, in increases your odds of both. Like, the same situation can happen to two people, and if somebody grew up poor, they will be more likely to develop oh, PTSD, and they will have, less, like, worse attention. Um, so, yeah, they are very related, and but so the structure thing is is really important. I struggle with unstructured time a lot. I yeah. really need to be busy in order to get anything done. Right. Um, so I chose just a great industry because comedy is so structured. You know, <laughs> people are so great at <laughs> like yeah. Uh, but that's the worst part about comedy is there's right, no structure. Right. It's, it's so. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah, um, that must be a thing for you, too, Fish. I think it is, yeah. For I think that's the thing for uh, uh, all. You guys, I literally started a nonprofit to give myself structure. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> that, that is where you were like, came from. Like, it started as me being like, I should do a project, and it turned into I run an organization now. Yeah. Like, that's how much I need structure is I... Built, yeah. I built a thing. That's yeah. so that's, meta. That's I just know. Like... so meta. And it, 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 yeah, exactly. But it turned into a, and I, you know, I gave a couple other people structure too. So yeah. that was a nice little That's thing. great. No, so I think I all people happened. need right. structure. Yeah. Of course. No, 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 no. It's true. It's true. So when you're working for yourself, it's just, yeah. Yeah. You don't create it yourself. Hey, look, improv was fun, but stand up, I feel, is more like for the OCD. Okay, I know what I'm going to be doing on stage. Oh, see, I. Oh. I find I prefer stand-up to improv because I feel like if I bomb, that's just me that I'm disappointed. No, yeah, and with improv, not, I freak out because I'm like, I'm letting down a team. Like I'm hurting. I don't know. Um, I'm terrified of improv. Uh, I'm thinking of just the like 15 awake hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, one exactly. of the reasons I think I like writing monologue jokes and I'm good at it is because it's a puzzle and I like puzzles mm -hmm. and I like being able to and like that's like. Like, I can look at a thing and just be like, I like that I know where to plug these words in. And there's a satisfaction of being like, like, I think that's why, that's what I'm gravi I gravitate towards. It's the same oh, yeah. reason I do obsessive crossword puzzles. It's like, I like, my brain likes puzzles because it's distracting. Don't you just sometimes, after you're like writing or doing something creative, don't you just sometimes long for a good old fashioned spreadsheet? Like, don't you, I just like, will be like, I need a finite task. Like, is there just like laundry I can fold? You and then know, you know you're done. Wait, you guys know what I do for that though? And Sarah knows this, <laughs> you, you know what it is, my planner. Yeah. My, I'm really, I have, you guys, I have a planner <laughs> and it's not just, okay, Aaron Condren, you know, this, okay, okay. It's not just a planner. It's basically an adult sticker. <laughs> but I justify it by all my plans are in it. I'll show you. I just got a new one because there was a whole there was, was a, a whole saga. thing about how I ordered the wrong one and I was trying to figure out how to use it. But oh, sorry, I keep hitting that. But then I um, I get really excited talking about this. I watch videos of people doing their planners. Like mm -hmm. that's what calms me down. I have special stickers for different kinds of events. I have like I structure my life into this planner, and that's my regimented task thing. Is I'm like. 
okay, I need this sticker for therapy today. I go and I get the therapy sticker, which I ordered on Etsy. I put it in the time, and then I write it down with a pen that coordinates with that week's color scheme. Like, you got, like, it is... It's... It is, I can't amazing. recommend it highly yeah. enough. I have I'm a passion thrilled. planner, which is less stickers, more like... Mine's really sticker-based. Mine's very yeah. much I also sticker do based. stickers inspired by Jenny, but uh, yeah, but it's it's broken down in like half-hour slots. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Are you on board, John? Um, I did... Uh, on after this? And- <laughs> <laughs> I did Show try... Me. I did that Artist Way uh, workbook oh, yeah. a few years ago, and uh, that... Kook, who's amazing, uh, yeah. she suggested some stickers for like when you did your morning pages and stuff. Oh, see, so I, don't I did really, some of that, oh, I but uh, I just read it and did the. I didn't. I never got a sticker. I get like frustrated <laughs> when I don't have enough new things to add to my planner to be able to. But I also have to do the spread at the beginning of the week so that it's all coordinated. Okay. I can't go like day by day. I have to do like page oh, by same. page, uh, so I have to know what I'm doing like a week in advance, and it's mostly planner motivated. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you guys. I didn't do my Sunday night like mapping out of the week, which is which is some planner based, and then also yeah, just like phone alarms. It's there's like a lot. There's a lot of bells and whistles. Um, but like, look, Aaron Condra. Erin Condren Life Planner. It'll mm-hmm. it'll change your writing life. it down. It's really girly, John. You're not gonna like it. They all have okay, inspirational okay. quotes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like it. Like it's. It, I was just gonna Google it. I oh, go, oh, go for it. it. There's yeah. always, but there's always videos, and it's like these girls. Where I'm like, how is your life perfect? How do you have the mental energy to be like, here is all the things I need to do today, like and keep track of how much water you drink. So like, who are these people? But I love watching them plan, and I'm like, I can do that too. John, maybe there's like some money to be made for inventing like the dude version of this planner, ah, like I a real manly sticker book. I don't think Mike. Ma- I can't even convince my boyfriend to keep a calendar on his phone. I don't think there's a. <laughs> I literally, I have a constant email that I send to myself with the next few months of things. And I just email myself constantly. Huh. My wife thinks it's nuts. That she's like, look you cute. can have, you can yeah. have a. She, well, no, she's my wife's like, you can have a calendar. Do you at least use I'm like, gifs in the email. I'm like, no, I just I I email myself, and then I constantly check my email to myself every day. I'm weird. Never mind. I have like, <laughs> yeah, it works. I, I, I feel too. like my inbox is such a chaotic place that would stress me out. <laughs> I have. But it's it's my favorite email because it comes from me. That's true. <laughs> that is nice. So, yeah. Sarah, where are you now with any sort of um, art? You have a therapist who we shout it out and we yeah. love. Yeah, we do. Um, and, uh, yeah, I actually have been um, off off of Adderall, which is what I was taking, um, partially because I forgot to make an appointment uh, and didn't put it in my planner. Um, that's actually 100% I have pill true. stickers. I did not. <laughs> I did refills. Yeah, I did not put it in my planner, and I didn't. I, I have sticker my pills. This, this <laughs> sticker pills. Is this where Kimmy Schmidt came from? Like honestly, she and I are not dissimilar. <laughs> That's brave to admit. Yeah. Me and Kimmy. Sh- oh no, I mean. Just it's the same personality. I'm just like a like a slightly gothier Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> yeah. Understood. But you. I've seen pictures. You kind of dress like her when you were like, like ten, which is she's so supposed to dress like a yeah. ten-year-old, right? That was, that's the cost. I don't know. That's what that's the vibe I get from her costumes. I feel I don't know. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah. So, I, but I'm actually off it right now, um, partially because I missed the appointment, and also because I've been wanting to talk about other medication options, and so as a result, 
I've been going off of it. And it has not been as disastrous as it's been in the past when I've gone off my meds. It's been awful. I remember last time I lost my phone. I lost my husband's phone. I lost my wallet. She ended up borrowing my phone. I had to borrow her phone, which was very nice of her to give me because... I had already lost two. <laughs> I was um, pretty concerned. I had a very cute case on it at the yeah. time. Uh, you should have. <laughs> that taken was the, the case concern, back. not yeah. anything else. Um, like I, I just I lose things and it's awful. Uh, but this time, knock on wood, it has been okay. Um, oh God, I lost my Metro card twice. Oh, boy. oh God, it was just so bad. Um, but. Uh, yeah, and just one of the things also that uh, this goes back to the question of like how do you trust yourself? A lot of the the problems with repressed memories is that you are in order to start working on not just getting more back but also processing them and like figuring out sort of what is because memories are very unreliable. All memories are. Um, and like what is real and what is not and like what matters really sure. um, is in order to get to a place where that's happening, you do have to be really vulnerable and you do have to kind of be very relaxed. Uh, and so it's very easy to manipulate somebody who has that. And so that's been, and I also just have a fear that I'm just gonna remember the wrong thing. I'm just gonna make yeah. something up, you know, or I'm sure. gonna remember something that someone did and they didn't, sure. uh, which is very scary. And another thing is it's so easy when you're a victim of sexual assault to blame yourself. Like that is almost always the initial and go-to response. Like, that doesn't go away. You know what I mean? Like, in the movies, it's like somebody's like, it's not your fault. And they're like, no, it feels like it is. And they're like, no, it's not. And then they're like, you're right, it's not. And then they never think that again. That's an ongoing process forever. Right. Like, no, maybe not forever, but like, your brain is gonna have that instinct to be like, what if? What if it's your fault? What if you did this differently? So working really hard, A, to overcome that instinct, and B, to like, just, create a solid foundation of trust and belief that like I can I can trust what my brain is telling me and also, you know, move forward. Um, is that yeah, my therapist has worked really hard not to like do the things that a lot of bad therapists in the past did, which gave repressed memories a bad name where it's like, right, and then this happened, right, and then this happened, right? And the person was like, Well yeah, I guess so. It feels right. like it. Yeah, I feel like that is happening. Yes. Right. Um, so, yeah, and it's, um, you know, it's hard and it sucks and it's slower than I want. I really just, I would love it if once they started coming in, like all the years filled in. But, you know, I'm clearly not ready for it or my brain would Right, me, yeah, you know? right. And they may never come back. Um, and that's okay. Like, you know, it's really about just figuring out what, what I need at this point, right? Like, and it's not necessarily like about the other people and it's not about like forcing myself to right. remember but right. yeah um but it is a yeah it it can be all i think part of it has just been realizing all memories are unreliable including yeah absolutely ones. so no, yeah totally true yeah. like uh, they've done studies about witnesses and stuff Oh, and they're, they're so, so suggestible. You can really be like, and then you saw this, right? And they picked up the purse and walked away, and they're like, yes, yeah. they did. Yes, they definitely and they didn't. And they're so like, certain. Yeah, mm -hmm. of course, absolutely. Yeah. No. Um, unrelated, and I don't know if I already told you this, but I really like your hair color. Thank also, you very much. 
Um, before we wrap it up, can I blow up your spot about something that we didn't talk yeah. about when we introduced you? Sure. Well, I think this is true. You were on a Cycle of America stop Next Top Model. I was. When you were talking Girl. about someone taking you to pee, I was like, oh, God, I remember that. <laughs> we all had one handler, and I was always like, can you take me to the bathroom? <laughs> Again. We were all very well hydrated. We had great skin. Yeah. Like, it was a thing. Um, and so as they were just like, ugh. I, I, like, apparently the handlers actually compared notes, and they were like, Seven times this hour, and I was like, <laughs> "You win! <Lord. laughs> I'm the worst." <laughs> yeah. Yep. God, she was so patient. <laughs> so patient. <laughs> so what? What was the biggest thing you took away from that? Just how to smize? Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, how to smize. Uh, it was pre-booty tooch, so I, I did not learn that. Oh. Um, yeah. I don't know um, what that is. Oh, smile is smiling yeah. with your no, eyes. No, no. Oh. Do you want to see? It? I'm really sorry, podcast audience, because there's this for, is the least transmittable thing for the in-house. Are you ready? Okay, we'll react. Ooh, <laughs> ah. like Sarah taught okay, me really so much smizing. about posing. My selfie game has been up so much wow. by, by virtue of being friends. With, if only by virtue of being in so many pictures with Sarah, I'm like I can't be in so many pictures with this bitch. <laughs> she photographs so beautifully. My selfie game is tight. <laughs> Teach a uh, selfie. Uh, I should not. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. Uh, uh, that yeah. was so powerful, though. I feel like the podcast audience heard I it. It reverbed. It went through. Yeah. 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 melting. I um, <laughs> no, I mean, I think I, I never modeled before the show. I never thought about modeling before the show. Oh, so funny. really, I took away a seven-year career. Um, <laughs> like, it was not a thing. Nobody ever, because I've been, I'm like a size 12 now, but I've been like curvy since I was 11. Like I was two, I was plus size on the show, for those of you that don't know. Uh, I was the one plus size contestant. Um, and, uh, but I I went straight from like gawky kid to like kind of curvy girl. So yeah. nobody ever was like, you should be a model. Um, right. They would have been like, you could model, I don't know, maybe in that one section of Newport News. And no one wants to say that to a young girl. Like that's not a thing you say to a young girl. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, that was it was a job that I never thought I would have. That's which so is fun. a separate kind of thing in the model world, which is on my other podcast that you were That's on. That's true. I do talk about that. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's a weird, it's a weird industry. Is this the first time you found out that he has another podcast? Yeah, I found out just now in this moment. That's why I didn't react. Oh, wow. <laughs> I sorry. was like, I, Evan, how dare you? I'm sorry. Seeing another microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I think of you the whole time. <laughs> Okay, then that's fine. Well, you guys, thank you so much for uh, being our guests here today on Thanks Calls for having Live me. for Mental Health Month. Jenny Jaffe, Sarah Hartshorn, and John Fish. And where, really quickly, can they find out what we know about Project You're Okay? At Project You're Okay, you uh, at Jenny Jaffe. It's the at, best place. I'm just that on everything. At Sarah Hartshorn, yeah. John Fish, J-O-N-F-I-S-C-H. I'm going to do that right now, John. Johnny Fish on Twitter, J O N N Y F I S C H. Snapchat rules. <laughs> My nieces Snapchat. will entertain you. <laughs> well, you guys, uh, we love you all dearly. Yes, to our audience, you so give it up for, for yourselves. Yay. Thank you to our guests. Give it up for yourself if your name's Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> You're all doing great, and we will see what you are the odds, next <laughs> time.
Hey guys, I'm Lissa Mandel. I'm Philip Cassell. And we're here from The, the Bitch, Bitch Seat, the podcast. It's an interview show where we talk to guests about the horrible and beautiful parts of their youth. We like to think of it as an adult talk show and tell. A grown-up show and tell. There you go. Like that. So for a teaser, here's some magnetic poetry that I wrote on my fridge when I was 12. Hit it, Phil. Dreams of whispered music felt snow white and lathered me in delirious symphonies. The ache within is black and bitter. A thousand frantic shadows scream and chant bitterly. I sleep on a lake of a thousand diamonds. You were 12? Yeah, I was way ahead of my time. Fair enough. Tune in. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production. Hey!